Yeah, but, right, yet, exactly. And that's the thing. People can't, not everybody can, can roll like that. Can just like exactly. pick up and drive yeah. four hours to get a vaccine. It's like sending the Cuban doctors, Soberano dos, door to door and all these communities. Hecho. Done. Yep. That's ridiculous. And it will give Gazelka a heart attack. That's the bonus. <laughs> I'm all for that. <laughs> the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed. Produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Bem-vindos, bem-vindos. Welcome, welcome back to another Minnesota Football Show. We got Bridget, we got Sheila. Uh, Rodrigo is on a literal coffee break. He'll be back soon. <laughs> and my name is Eric. Uh, we got some stuff to talk about, but uh, how are you all this week, uh, Sheila and Bridget? Bridget, I know you have uh, you have some vaccine news, so <laughs> good, good on you. That's got to be exciting. Yeah, it is. Uh, one and done. Got the Johnson & Johnson on Thursday, so one shot. And uh, I think they say four weeks for full immunity, but two weeks is uh when you start to really they called it the robust immune response um so a few weeks here and uh we'll be two good weeks to go. looking for the nearest mosh pit <laughs> if only I'll, I'll still be stuck at home for a while yeah. but uh at, le- at least i'll know that i can <laughs> yep yeah so progress like I was saying Very earlier, cool. I really didn't think that I would see one until like June. So it was nice to get a call from the pharmacy and have them say, hey, we've got some stuff coming in in a few days. You want it? So, yeah. Well done. Good for you. Uh, Sheila, how about yourself? Um, I am fine. I have not gotten the vaccine, although I have been trying. But I haven't been trying that hard. I feel like some people try really hard and that's how you get it. It, it, it sounds like a full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't quite yeah. commit to that, but I figured, you know, when the testing first came out, it was really hard to get a test and now it's really easy to have a test. So I'm hoping that like, yeah. eventually it's like, I liked, I'm the kind of person who likes to wait for the line to go down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So maybe like, I'll get it this coming week or next week. I have a doctor's appointment on Wednesday and I'm just yep, having a fantasy that. that they will okay. um, just like have extra shots. I've <laughs> as heard long that. as you're here. Yeah, you know, you just kind of, <laughs> that's right. That's what I was going to say. Just kind of loiter and wander around and be like, hey, I'm still here. Let's just do this thing. <laughs> uh, if I hang out at the back door until closing time, you just want to wander <laughs> out here and... Uh... <laughs> security will be like just give her the vaccine she'll go away (laughs) (laughs) i thought there's a lot of that now people are just hanging out in clinics or hospitals that they can't get rid can't get rid of you know what we'll give you the vaccine if you just go home okay deal let's go you don't have to go home you just can't stay here (laughs) ah oh bring it in the closing time very nice (laughs) yeah my story is kind of fun like um 
I, I called the Fairview one was on hold for some time and like 10, 15 minutes is my threshold. I'm not going to do this 45 minute garbage. Um, but then I did get transferred and I was told to either wait longer or leave a message. And I'm like, well, I'll leave a message and I doubt I'll get called back, but maybe. And we tend to, I, I, I have some Duolingo things that I do. Then I pass it to my kids. They do their Duolingo. Some of my youngest was doing her Duolingo and they called back and she's like, pass on that phone call. <laughs> go back, to, go back to my Hebrew or my uh, Italian, whatever, whichever one she was doing. That was the vaccine call. Whoops. Well, uh oh. Is it okay? C'est la vie. C'est la vie. Um, should we jump into some football? We got some things to talk about here. Yeah. Well, let's, let's wrap up or we'll jump back in time a week and talk about some uh, national team matches, both the U23s and the senior team. Um, I, I guess I'll ask panel here where would you like to start do you want to start with the one that hurts or the one that feels kind of good let's let's get the the hurtful one out of the way right on okay so olympic qualifying u23 semi-final usa honduras um this was last sunday we had our our guy dotson starting uh, our Minnesota boy, you will captaining once again, Minnesota power formation, as it were. Um, this this game just never really looked great for the United States from the, from the first <laughs> whistle to the final whistle. Um, I caught bits and pieces of it. I actually found a great uh, Honduras Facebook live stream. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yep. Yep. So they, they were just a little and by a little, I mean, completely biased. Very. Yeah. Very, very biased. Um, what did you all see kind of in the first half? I guess one of the first things I put down was it was a very physical game, a very conca coffee game on like a really terrible pitch. Lots and lots of uh, physicality, lots of checks. 43rd minute, there was just this uh, like a hockey shoulder check on. I don't, I, don't remember, I don't remember who got it on the United States, but I think it took him off his feet. Like he goes up in the air and falls down. I'm like, Whoo, no call, no call. <laughs> I was like, okay. Crazy. Kind of set the tone. <laughs> but um, if, if no comments, uh, we can just go to that 49th. It was a very much garbage goal, but I'm going uh, just mad chaos in the box. Um, he kind of sneaked. You know, at first I thought it was the header. He kind of does a Muay Thai knee and connects with his knee to get that thing in the goal. But it was just mass chaos, and there was very little the U.S. keeper what can is, do about it. What does that mean, Muay Thai? Uh, Muay Thai is, is a martial art. It's a martial art style. It's the Thai uh, kickboxing. Uh, it's kind of become an M MMA standard over the past, I don't know where we are, uh, 25 years now. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, he comes in with the knee. And I was like, oh, okay. Tra train those knees. Train your Muay Thai knees. <laughs> but it was just uh, what a mess in the box. Just a total mess in the box. What, what anything, one nil at halftime. What did you all see in this first half besides the U.S. just kind of being run over uh so i wasn't able to, to watch the whole thing um but caught bits and pieces i was flipping back and forth um it was yeah it was just a mess uh kind of reminded me of you know some 2017 united coming out in the first couple minutes and looking good and then uh immediately going downhill um <laughs> defense wasn't quite there midfield was like gone um and I mean, you guys working hard. Jackson Ewell was just 
tearing up the midfield or attempting to, uh, and there's no one there to help him out. Um, and yeah, it, it got chippy pretty quick. Uh, kind of sucked the momentum out of the, out of the match. I think that's a good point. Jackson Yule was definitely there to play. I, unfortunately, most of the other people around him were not. <laughs> yeah. the, the wing play um, wasn't there. That was one of the things, too. It's just like we weren't able to get the ball. And, and like when they were pressing, like we like people weren't moving into space quick enough. And so like it was yeah. like you play it to the wing and then you have uh, you have one of their midfields compress the wing and, and one of the forwards compressed. There should be space there. There wasn't, there wasn't, people weren't moving. And like Dotson looked like he should have not played or started at least. Yeah. We should mention he was coming off of something of a, yeah, he had an injury. Too. So he didn't look yeah. as sharp and, and um, some of the starting lineup was just, it, it, it was interesting, you know, like I understand playing who is more healthy, but like, um, you know, there were some people playing out of position. So like it was it was interesting to see, but it was I think just the flow wasn't there. Like they weren't connecting. They weren't communicating. I mean, um, who was it the, um... very much like a team that hadn't just played together. Right. Days before. <laughs> Right. I also think too it was like who was a uh, oh geez uh, Ochoa had had such a great tournament. Mm-hmm. This whole thing, like, and then in the second half, you know, like it's a good good segue. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's it. to Talk have a mistake, have a mistake I mean, like the, that. The howler of howlers. You know, and 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 one of the things too is like all the United States teams, like in in you know, uh, Jason Christ, um um, I'm forgetting all the coaches because I'm fried brain, but like the, the, the emphasis is played out of the back and playing out of the back means you have to be in the same position. You have to, you have to be able to be in the positions of space to be able to get the ball out quickly. Well, it also means it it, to a forward. Right. It, it also <laughs> means that it also means that you, they'll, they'll, you'll create more opportunities for the other team to try to press you and, and get at the ball. So if you're not comfortable doing that or you're not comfortable playing that, then it's just, you know, you, you're going to create opportunities. And, and it had happened in the previous game uh, with, uh, was it Soto? When Soto played it back and ended up going to a forward. So, uh, and, yeah. and it was just one of these things that, you know, we had seen all through these three three games, right? The first game was horrible, right? I mean, against Costa Rica, Costa Rica should have won, but how many giveaways there were. But yeah, I mean, Ochoa totally misplays it and and, and gets beat. And right there, you're 2-1 against Honduras. And the only thing that my family or my kids were saying was like, what's with the H? Like, like there's like you they're so used to seeing shields for like soccer crests. Mm. Sure, but like El Salvador is like ES and Honduras is H, and so they're like, "What's the history between that? Why are they doing that?" I was like, "I have no idea." That's, that's a good question. Probably, yeah, I'm, Nora. I'm gonna have to look it up someday uh, to figure that out. But yeah, so like, regardless, you know, it's like it wasn't until the second goal that they, they that they had a sense of urgency. And yep. keep take take us there. So 52nd minute, they do get one back, and it, it is the aforementioned Yule, uh, go Minnesota. Banger from downtown, beautiful goal, but it's just a little too late. 
Yeah, I mean, after that, they were chasing the ball and chasing the goal, and Honduras was, you know, was very crisp on their. Let's not let's not say that Honduras did not deserve it because they did. They oh no, no, really absolutely, well. yeah. absolutely. So, and they have. I mean, four times out of uh, you know, last four last four have been an Olympic berth, right? And and duly so, I think they 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 earned this. But I think the conversation here and all the vitriol that came in after this. The fact that, you know, oh, poor USA doesn't make it again. Oh, poor. There's like, listen, if you want to make the Olympics, then you put your best U23 squad out there. Mm-hmm. Don't send them to Northern Ireland to uh, to play a friendly. If you really want, if you really value, and this is what it really is about. If you really value the Olympics, if is that really important to you, then that's what you would do. But you don't. Because where do where where is, where is the money made? World Cup. Where's the prestige? World Cup. If you qualify, you get money. In Olympics, you know there is no money. It's just you let, know. Let me just, just add a, a couple of points go ahead. here. Um, I was going to say two one final there, and then so U.S. eliminated as you alluded to. Mexico and Honduras play for what would be first place. It doesn't really matter. They're both going to go. Mexico. They actually goes to PKs, and Mexico wins on PKs. Um, so Honduras, Mexico, once again, the third Olympics in a row now, I think, how long has it been? Eight years now, six, eight, something like that, that the U.S. hasn't been in there. Now I'll throw it back, I'll open up maybe Bridget, Sheila, what do you all think of, of Rodrigo's opinion? And we can maybe tie this into the whole uh, Josie Altador situation as well. I mean, what's, what's, I, I listened to the, uh, the extra time guys kind of really go at this too. And I kind of fall somewhere in the middle. I mean, I, I, I'm not super passionate about the Olympics when it comes to football, but at the same time, from a, from a publicity, from a marketing kind of standpoint, I, I, there probably is something to be said there that if those games are going to be televised, that might be an entry point for a lot more people, especially in this country to maybe get into MLS or start following these players in Europe. So I get that too. Um, But I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out for you too. I mean, it's, it is and always has been and always will be, Capitalism. I mean, though that is the driving force behind every single decision that any team makes. Exactly. Hands down. They will do what makes them money. Yeah. The other thing with... So in that uh, respect... No, go ahead. Please. No, 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 please. Uh, So the other thing is with, you know having some of the arguably the best players on the squad playing the senior team friendlies. One of the reasons is uh, COVID um, and travel concerns. So those players, their clubs didn't want to release them to go to uh, where did they play here? Mexico. Um, Where was the Honduras game played? I don't remember. It was in Mexico. They were in uh, Guadalajara. That was in Mexico as well, yeah. yeah. Um, so clubs didn't want to release their players uh, to, you know, travel for multiple games plus camp because uh, then they would have to quarantine before coming back in season um, to their regular club matches. Um, so, I mean, the friendly took up much less time. There was much less travel involved, uh, less exposure. So Pulisic went from that match practically directly back to Chelsea to train for the match today, which we'll get to later. Um, 
and not every player had that luxury. So uh, most of the players who were in the Olympic squad are from lower division uh, or MLS um, clubs that are maybe out of season and were able to allow their players to kind of go wander through a, through a pandemic and play these all these matches uh, with the new rules. So um, it's not, I fully agree that it is a capitalism issue. I mean, the, they're going to make the money on the World Cup. They want those guys ready for the World Cup. At the same time, you have players saying that they would love to take part in the Olympics. Pulisic himself said, if we get to the Olympics, I would love to be playing that match. Even yeah, though he's I, not part of the qualifying matches, he's right. still eligible to go to the Olympics. I mean, half those guys are. Yeah. Um, what I was going to ask, or maybe to, to what Sheila was saying with the, the capitalism point, coming from anti-capitalists here, but you could almost argue that it, in that respect, it's, it's a huge failure for U.S. soccer because the Olympics would be pulling in lots of money for them too, especially on those like TV rights if they were able to be playing and get those broadcasts. Um, but again, when it comes to quality, it, you know, it's not there. Right. The only thing that I, my connection to this was just, it was, it was always the thing that got away from, from Brazil's U23 team. They only just finally won it in the, the last one, the 2016. They kept always getting a silver bronze, silver bronze, silver bronze. And it got to the point where Argentina would just hold it over. And they're like, you know what? God damn it. We got to buckle down and win this stupid gold. <laughs> and get this monkey off the back. Is that what Neymar played or did he actually? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that was um, one of those you know, things, yeah, and I think it, it would probably be easier for them, um, for capitalism to work in favor of the Olympic team if this Olympiad was being played in this time zone. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're not going to bother with some huge expensive TV deals when it's being played in Japan um, and games will be played at you know, 10, 11 p.m. here. So. Right. Well, let's talk briefly about the the senior team, and then we'll, we'll tie it back into the the Josie I think the Olympics. Uh, they, thing. I, I think, with the Olympics, they um, don't they? It's recorded, and they and they right. But yeah, so I mean, you still have the chance to watch all those games, but um, it's the big draws. What draws most people is when you can sit there, watch it live, cheer on. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't have to, you know, lock yourself out of social media. Like, like we, I mean, it happens with the world cup as well. Um, everyone basically logging off Twitter until they can get home at, you know, seven o'clock that night and watch the replay. Um, a live match is more lucrative than mm -hmm. a recording. Let's, let's go to this uh, Ireland match really quick. So the same day, Earlier, I appreciated this. I forgot to announce that it was on Rabbit Ears. It was on regular Fox, which was cool. Um, we had, again, basically U23 version two, but most of these guys playing for the, the senior team. And they actually win. They beat Northern Ireland two to one. Uh, Musa gets the start. Um, the, the guy whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce, gets starts on top as a forward. Bridget, you want to go for it? You've, you, you're the I pro need here. To, hold on. <laughs> I need to be looking at it. You need know, to look up pronunciation. <laughs> I just um, need to be looking at the name. But uh, 29th minute, Gio Reyna gets that goal. Uh, good shot. Gets a little bit of a, not a little bit, gets a lot of a deflection off the defender and in it goes. 
Uh, so ends up being um, one nil halftime. And then shortly thereafter, start the second half. Pulisic gets uh, actually was he? Yeah, he was taken down, too, wasn't he? So he gets the PK. Uh, sorry, he sets up the PK and then also takes the PK, makes it 2-0. Um, DK, the, the DK comes in somewhere in the second half and is just Man, that was causing, fun to watch. He that was, was causing chaos everywhere. <laughs> that was fun to watch, like at the um, at that point where like DK came in and like literally like probably 90 seconds or more into him playing, he had like a 1v1 that yeah, the ball got under his foot and he wasn't able to. To be that, but like he was, there were at least he was two, maybe three. There were three opportunities, three clear opportunities that yeah. he could have he could have done something. Uh, but like the one thing that really like was uh, impressive, at least to me, is that Northern Ireland's counterattack. It is so quick, yep. and it's uh-huh. so like like these these kids have been have learned that they need to pass to feet, and so like the ball is just is, is playing the players' feet, and so that counter is so crazy and that second that that, that guy that, that goal that they had oh my gosh that volley what a that blast volley, what a blast that's like one of those things you're like like all the other goals were cool but that's that was the highlight goal for me oh yeah like, oh my god mm-hmm. absolutely like a volley on a run on a on an angle and hits the like Zach stefan looked like one of those uh you know like those um little animals that you that, that kind of like stick to your car and they're all stretched out in some sort of sense that that's exactly like stuff he's just he just dove because he knew he had to die that there's no way yeah. that he could stop that because that well, was like a bullet and beautiful it was and it was very much towards the end and i think what did this one have four or five minutes of uh stoppage too it had, a, it had something big I, I remember a pretty big yeah. number and i got pretty nervous of like all of a sudden there was this huge momentum shift like what five minutes oh no <laughs> yeah the, the crazy thing is when you think about um, where these guys are playing when they're not playing on the national team, None, I think there was a single one on the squad who actually plays in a Northern Irish league. Everyone else plays like third or fourth tier in England, Scotland, uh, I think a couple in France maybe. Um, so these these aren't guys that you see all the time. So, you know, to, to see that squad come together uh, for this friendly, um, it was entertaining. Like, it it yeah, didn't I'm... mean a whole lot. I mean, it's a friendly. It was the well, first time the U.S. has won in Europe in uh, six, years. 2005, yeah. 2005, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I was going to say. That's what it means. Yeah, so that that's huge. Um, but, yeah, it was it was just fun to watch guy again it's you know a bunch of guys that you don't normally get to see and mexico's senior team lost that's the other thing to play put yeah. in there wales beat them one nil i know I, I have a friend who is who is from wales who came up to me and he goes did you see that mexico lost and i was like they did i was like i was like oh man i'm like mexico must be on a, a the fa must be in like in 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 a frenzy in a sense of like they barely beat the united states and you know, and they lost to Wales. So that must be really interesting. What kind of conversations are going on over there? So, so do we want to get into this whole uh, Josie Altador Taylor Twelman thing, or it, who who kind of wants to? I don't even know where the entry point is, but they were going back and forth. Um, I'll just leave it. Up. I mean, th- there was obviously uh, some racism being called out, and some uh, 
platforming and and you know why why is Twelman getting all this attention? Uh, I don't well, know. I I'll, mean, I'll, go ahead, I mean, please. Twelman was famous for when the 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 U.S. did not qualify against Trinidad and Tobago. Like his rant has been shared and what are we, what are we doing right? yeah what are we what doing are we like doing? the whole the whole rant has been you know it's part of uh u.s soccer lore right that's what it is yeah. right and that and and so like of course someone's going to go to his reaction and his reaction is always sometimes you know he 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 is a player he's a former player but at the same time you know he's also a tv analyst so like yeah he's gonna let his he's gonna let his opinion be heard and he's he's never been too happy with what the approach that the united states has done with um with men's and he 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 gives a uh for me an expected response right because it was mm-hmm. the same thing that he did last time right but the problem is is we we've talked about it beforehand is like not only is it covid right and and we can't have everyone but we're also not prioritizing the olympics over the world cup those are the those are those are the main factors right and i think yep and i think it's it, it Josie's always been extremely outspoken and I love that for him about him and, and the way that he does those things. Right. Sometimes tone on social media or on text or anything can never be read correctly, but he yeah. is like pretty much what he's saying is like, you know, Taylor Twelman, why is someone who had a mediocre career getting, getting the spotlight when you could have someone like Beasley, right. Um, or Mia Hamm, um, for that matter, who actually have uh, extreme experience in doing Yeah, stuff. but being a good soccer player doesn't necessarily translate into being a good analyst. That is true. That like is at true. all. It's like those are like completely separate skills. Right, right. And I think also the, the point of his tweet was like the, the lack of uh, uh, representation of broadcast of color, like an yeah. analyst of color. I, I think, think that, that was, is that more, that is a more, a better point. I think that's where he wasn't a good enough soccer player. It's like, mm, there's, there's people that don't never played soccer that are. No, that's, and I, I think that was his point. Like people who have a platform in general, he, he also brought up extra time being a group of a, a panel of white guys um, and called out, you know, a couple, couple news desks. Um, I don't think it was so much like his career doesn't make him qualified to comment on the match or on, you know, failure to qualify. It was more what, what was different for me was the, what are we doing spiel was directed more at the Federation, um, coaching staff. Uh, this rant was a bit more about the players and, um, players in general not being good enough for the squad in order to qualify that's that's where his credentials as a uh, as a soccer player slash analyst that's where that came in um so Josie kind of took it as a he's calling him and his teammates failures rather than you know commenting on investment in these matches mm-hmm. um so, I mean, yeah, they should have just maybe hit a couple DMs back and forth and clear things up instead of going, you know, going all out on Twitter where fans yeah, get into the, it as well. The fans dirty laundry was out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then well, maybe, you know, the, the response that Taylor did with like donating to 
to <laughs> Josie's uh, one of Josie's foundations, and then Josie's Josie a great I don't need human. Your money. Give him money. <laughs> this is, I don't want your money. I was like, ooh, this is this is you know. I, I think overall, like it's it's a very good point. Um, you know that the and the point of this whole thing is is, the, is what Sheila and everyone else has pointed out is a is a later part of his tweet, which is access and seeing BIPOC analysts because Josie was like, I have kids coming up to me from Haiti, from other one who wants to see, want to see us more. Right. But mm-hmm. they don't see themselves on the TV. They don't see themselves a presentation. So like, what's, when is that going to happen? Right? Yeah. When is I that think that is, that is absolutely a valid point and something yeah. that is true of all media, all news. Um, but Yes, very much so of, of sports as well. I think Mr. Altidore perhaps needs to come on the Minnesota football show. Women in BIPOC led over here. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> it may, may not go so well, though, if he starts going off again on 12, because, boy, our DMs will explode. <laughs> I mean, his digs it, at extra time. It got everyone, it got everyone talking. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You know, it's like he uses platform to get a point across, and 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 Taylor Jordan uses platform to vent. So like, that's you know, that's literally what it came down to at the end. You know, it's like, and I think that's the thing. And I think extra time. You know, um, they 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 do they do they do need to change some of that stuff. And I think that's one of the things that needs to. And I think that's a good call up. But from my experience, to the folks over there, they're all. They're they're all good they're all good people so and mm-hmm. and I think they're they're good allies in some of the issues that have been going on as well too. This is the Rodrigo flex that he constantly gets called. His name gets called on extra time almost every week now. <laughs> it's not my fault that uh, that Andrew Weeby can't write haikus. <laughs> let's He's jump trying. to yeah. Let's jump to Minnesota United. We got the we got the goodbye shot of uh, Juanchope Avila. Uh, good shot with Bo- all of Boca Juniors basically saying adios. And then there were some more photos of him in the airport. Do we know if he's actually here? Has he, has he touched down? Uh, there, there's been no report on that. Um, they, Keith has said that they're in negotiations with a player. Um, and I would think that that's kind of what's happening now. A lot of, yeah. a lot of talking and uh, wooing kind of has to happen before uh, he actually signs a contract or, you know, um, stays here. So we, we can presume that he is here. Uh, I've seen no photos, you know, from right. MSP or anything like that, but. Um, I'm pretty sure he's at Florida, just taking a vacation and waiting until everything gets filled out. And then that'll be, that'll be Fang Meyer. Uh, I mean, it's re re-upping his Instagram every 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's possible they send him to Florida and they're doing the negotiations there. Um, and technically, he could finish his quarantine in time for, uh, you know, one or one last training session in Florida. But I I would think, considering the limited number of people who traveled with the team to Florida, I would think that any negotiations are happening here, and he would be, uh, if he were to sign, he'd be jumping in when they return the plane for training. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, no. I mean, things have been yeah. quiet. There's not. I mean, I mean, the funny thing is that we we did see him go to the airport, 
And apparently he must have flown the Bermuda Triangle because no one can find him. So. <laughs> yeah. No one's if no one's there to see the plane land, has it landed? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, let's talk about Open Cup a little bit. Uh, so we we learned just because what do we call it? The 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 closed cup this year. It's, yeah. it's a very different <laughs> format. Um, so it's going to be qualification for MLS teams is going to come from point totals for the opening three weeks, which would, for Minnesota United would be. Uh, Seattle, which is coming up very soon. And I can't believe it's already like what, two weeks. Two uh, weeks Seattle, soon. Real Salt Lake, and Austin FC. I mean, that's that's pretty good. I mean, reasonably seven, if not nine points. Sounders may be maybe a W. I mean, even a tie would be huge. So I don't know. Like, work out pretty well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in agreement. All right. No, I mean, do we do we need? Do we? I guess the right thing to do would be like if you win it, like you know, I would. I if it was me, I'd be like, I give it to like a USL team or or another team, right? But like, I I just don't feel that even if Minnesota does that well, they they truly deserve to go just based on what the rules are now instead of like what they what they were before, so. I'm a loyal kind of person, so I just... I get that, yeah. I mean, the one that really hurts is if they screw uh, Minneapolis City, which we've mentioned well, many times on this program. It's not if they screwed over. Yes, they did. I know, I know. Uh, let's talk about some of the preseason. So we had on the 31st, the Loons played the crew, beat them 5-2. Uh, we got goals from apparently a, a PK from Finley, Reynoso, Scored, uh, what do you call it? An Olympico, right? Olympico, yeah. Yeah. Accidental, cool. but. Uh, Counts. Count it. Exactly. Nico De- Dali and Wea. Who is this Dali? D-A-L-L-Y. Is he a trialist? Uh, trialist. Trialist yes. number X. There you go. Yeah. Um, we also learned that uh, Heath had an interview Spoke about Ike uh, continuing to struggle with cush- with concussion situations and issues, which is totally understandable. And I guess if we I hope read, he screws we- the fuck out of them. Yeah. Well. Okay. That's he, one thing. He deserves. He deserves to make millions of dollars so that he does not have to work for the rest of his life. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. That's absolutely one thing. And, and the other thing is too, just reading between the lines. Uh, I don't think he's coming back. No. No, I, you know, from the beginning, I kind of thought it was maybe a, a Sam Cronin type situation. Similar thing, concussions, uh, C-spine issues. Um, I mean, we saw him take that hit in 2019 when he was he was out for a few weeks and then was always playing with the, with the head protector, the gel headband thing. Um, a pro doesn't start wearing one of those unless things are really bad. Um, so to see him even like training with that and pretty much anytime he was on pitch, he was wearing that thing. Um, yeah. If he, if things are so touch and go where he can, you know, show up at the training ground one day um, and think he feels okay, uh, do some light work and then he's out. Um, and, you know, he's not back there for a week or two. So uh, if they can't get even, a few days worth of consistency. Yeah. He's yeah. I don't, we're not going to see him this year. Which then kind of led to him also mentioning there. I mean, this is the classic Heath. We're always 
two or three away from the perfect squad, right? So that he basically dropped it again, play the hits. And, and the left wing, we, we talk about that all the time. But, I mean, maybe they are trying to get another center back as well, just assuming that uh, well, they not going to be there. They have to. They've got yeah. three, and they play with two. Right. So, um, yeah, to avoid ending up in the situation that they did last season, yeah. um, there's no longer a Jose Aja. There's They have Foxy, Coleman, and Bakke Debasi, who has not been playing in preseason. Yeah, um, that's another question. Uh, they were saying some kind of muscle tightness. Okay. So they were just playing it safe and not making them, you know, get 90 minutes in training. Um, so basically he's resting for opener um, if he's good by then. But I'm kind of curious on this on this litigation point that, that Sheila kind of brought up. I mean, do you sue the team? Do you sue the league or all of the above? Or what would you do, I suppose? I don't know what the options are at that situation. Like what Sam Cronin just it's... took like Sam Cronin took like just like a payout, right? Or something like that. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I think it's like who made funded. the decision to put him back on the field after he had a concussion. There's, I think clubs take some liability to some extent, but I think it is a league thing. Uh, I, they formatted it similar to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the NFL pays out. Those- yeah, there's a from from the club like honoring the contract and more and then like a, a league payout from mm-hmm. whatever legal fund kind of deal they have set up hmm. well that'll be interesting to see if it goes down that path um bridget you were commenting on draftees we got the some draftees signed up i i can't even remember their names but i'll throw it to you <laughs> Let me pull their names up again. Uh, Justin McMaster and sorry, my notes reset to the first page. Good board. That's okay. Um, while, while you get it, go ahead. You got it? No, I was going to say, why don't you t- no, yeah, well, talk about them gonna... while I try to find his name? Transition to today because they played uh, Cincinnati friendly today, uh, friendly, a uh, preseason friendly. Um, and they beat him three to one. And I think the, the guy you just mentioned, McMaster, I think he scored one of those goals. I'm not he's sure. like, he's like Molino, Molino 2.0. I think that's one of the reasons they got him. He would, he was, a, he was a player that was going to go top 10 and the draft before he got injured. And so that was last year's draft, not this year's draft, but, um, but like, I'm glad that they, cause, uh, uh, is it Kimbi Gucci? Is that yes. is that um, who was nice, the other? Is the other center center back slash CDM? Yeah, um, I'm glad that they were able to like because I people always get mad at me when they were like I'm like I'm like play the youth right? Why don't we put Justin Maxers on the left? Though even though Nico is doing a pretty decent job so far, and I think Nico on the left might be the solution, but that's just me. Um, uh, I think um, you know. Hearing that they're signing them is, is great. I'm more interested because I think I knew they would sign these two guys. I'm more interested in the Sean O'Hearn, um, the left back, because uh, I think he would be a much better needed help on the defense. And um, and and I want to see what he's doing. And I know he's been doing pretty decently, but I'm hopefully that they offer him. My main thing is there is no MLS reserve list, league 
this year. And so what are they going to do to get these young kids playing time? Because training is only training. And that's the thing. I think these two, so Nabila Kibden Gucci, I had to be looking at his name to say it. Um, these, he and McMaster, two guys, two would be perfect in like USL championship. Uh, so I can see them doing a loan. Uh, contracts for both of them are one year with three option years. Uh, so it is set up, you know, a development type contract. Um, training with the first team and then going wherever they can find to get them some minutes. So I would see this uh, like a Dane St. Clair type of situation where they send them off to a team who, you know, needs, needs a center back or just needs a couple depth pieces. Um, they're, it sounds like they're solid guys, hard workers. They meshed with the team really well. Um, everyone was just super comfortable with them. So I think there are guys who can go anywhere, and that's an easy route to sign a draftee. Uh, I think with O'Hearn and Daly, it gets a little bit more uh, gets a little more difficult, just considering depth chart and you know needs and wants at this point in time. Well, let's transition to USL. You mentioned there. We can wrap up this section here. Um, we mentioned this. Uh racist fashy garbage human dan d'amico who is the owner of the charlotte independence he is selling his stakes and getting out rather being forced out forced uh, to sell. yes yes important to say forced out by pressure of the community and the supporters because he is a piece of shit so bye <laughs> bye bye yep. I'm so happy about that. 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 I mean, it it, it just escalated so quickly, right? After, Uh um, after the tweet was sent out, and then all of a sudden, people were like, "Oh yeah, we don't like this guy." Well, so it escalated quickly this time, but it's not the first time. No, it's not. No, I'm saying this time (laughs) it was better because it escalated quick, quicker, and I think it has to do with some of the stupid things he was. We're in a we're in a post January sixth world, and things have finally changed a little bit. Let's hope Getting it stays there. that way. Slowly, slowly. Uh, let's take a little break. and we'll do, We had a bunch of uh, more international uh, World Cup qualifiers and friendlies and stuff here. So we'll talk about some of those and uh, wrap it up. Thank you very much for listening to that show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota football show. And welcome back to the Minnesota football show. Um, We have in store for you in this part of the podcast. I'm uh, typing as we look. Um, World Cup qualifiers. Oh, yeah. That's tough. That's tough. Yep. Yeah. Let's go to our, our guy, Mr. Gregush with Slo- Slovakia. This Slovakia played Malta. And Malta came out firing. They actually scored two goals in four minutes in the first half. And it it's uh, it's 2-0 halftime Malta over Slovakia. <laughs> it's like, whoa, Malta. The, the powerhouse footballing tiny, tiny island of Malta. <laughs> <laughs> throwing down um 
but Gregush did get to start, and I believe he got he gets an assist in this. They they come back and score two right. goals. I cannot remember which one he assists on, but there's your final. And the second two. one. So second one. second one. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's in there. There you go. So good on him. Good to see him doing well. Uh, I called it Lunlandia because Finland also played, and all the loons started. Uh, you had both uh, Ratula and uh, and Lud. And even even former Finn Rasmus Schuler gets the start, who, who apparently, oh, yeah, who he apparently is not. He yeah. did. That's what I was gonna say. The fans are not so fans. <laughs> I feel bad. With that. What were they booing about? They they just don't like him. They don't think he's a good uh, good contribution to the right. team. Plus, <laughs> plus it doesn't help that your last name kind of sounds like a boo. Shula, Shula. Right? but no, but they, they were real booze. They were not happy, and social media confirmed it as well. They're like, "Oh, this guy, not again." Right? I mean, it's 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 sad because like he's a good person. Plus, he's a good-looking man. Like, um, I miss his <laughs> I miss his bouncing Goldilocks hairs. Especially right. since we don't get any more Chacon content of his bouncing Goldilocks hairs. But like, I didn't we, expect we, that turn. <laughs> thirsty for the Schuler. <laughs> well, no, I mean he's a good-looking, he's a good-looking man. I'm not gonna disagree with that. I mean, when he went at his last days when he was going to the army, right? He had like the whole crew cut, and I was like, who is that guy in a peacoat walking in the middle of the field? Who that's owns a, the team now? It was and I was so like, bizarre. Wait. Yeah. No, wait, wait. That's Schuler. I was like, Schuler <laughs> owns the team now. What? What did Doctor Bill do now? Well, they, they still put out a pretty good performance. They tie one one with Ukraine, so they're they're still alive. It, it they have a really tough group. I didn't put all the ones in here, but I, I can't remember all, all the teams are like at least three or four of them are really good, and, and the only the, only the top two are actually going to go to the cup out of that group or, or move on to the next phase or whatever. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see if if uh, Finland can pull it off. Um, let's see what else we got in here. Oh, I didn't. I didn't put it in, but Devor exchange back to last week's episode. Um, ultimately, Holland came back and, and blew this out. But they, but Holland were playing in Gibraltar, and and it took them almost uh, an entire half to score against. Let me repeat, Gibraltar. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the power footballing house of Gibraltar. I think the final score is like seven or something nil or seven one or whatever, but. Really, you can't put one in in, in basically the first, what, two minutes against yeah. Gibraltar? This, this was like a running joke on Men and Blazers for like two years that they were they were trying to join the uh, Gibraltar national team. <laughs> well, there was also uh, North Macedonia beat Germany. Hmm. First time Germany has lost in a qualifying really? match in 20 years. Uh, yeah, North Macedonia, 2-1. Wow. Um, and they, Germany missed a couple sitters. It was horrible and hilarious all at once. North Macedonia yeah. is like the size of Berlin. Mm. <laughs> there was there was a tweet that went out, and I have to find it, but I laughed so hard. Someone used the theme song of Where in the World is Carmen San Diego and went like, Where in the World is, Bo- is Macedonia? And I was like, I. Oh, I've got it. I've got a geography question for all of you coming up in a little bit that, that'll tie to that. Um, but we had we had another round of of the uh, of the qualifiers and Slovakia played Russia. I don't. I actually don't think Gregush played in this one. I can't remember. I I don't remember him doing anything. I don't think so. 
Yeah, but it's a huge win. They, they, I think Russia was at the time number one in that group, and Slovakia actually beat them and takes some points away, two to one. So big win for them. Okay. And the highlight of this entire uh, international run, Wales play Czech Republic and win one nil. But we don't really care about the score. What we care about is Gareth Bale. <laughs> flexing some anti-fascist anti anti-racist muscles and 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 a specific elbow a left elbow where he turned the best part about this whole thing is kudela who who uh did the ra- said racially abusive things to uh kamara and rangers last week which we extensively covered on this on this program um he's right behind him and he the best thing is he he turns and like you know, it's a one one thousand. He checks and he's like, "Oh, this guy." You know, this this mf'er. All right, you can just see that turn where he confirms that he's like, "Uh huh, I got you now." <laughs> Bam, <laughs> elbow. Did he get a elbow? Did he get a card? No card. No. <laughs> you know why? Because it was a soft. Sweet, sweet it was karma. a soft elbow. It was a soft elbow. It wasn't <laughs> like a. He didn't like go forward and then come back type of like slatan elbow but like you know all right, all right. it was it was, it was just like oh i'm just gonna move within my body and if my elbow happens to hit you in the face i'm sorry his, not really his boot comes up too he's yeah. he was lined up for for the groin there as well yes. and yes, just in case his elbow missed yes he was it was some sweet karma so since, since muay thai has already come up in this episode let me tell you a little bit about some elbows because i've given and received elbows and the thing about elbows is if you are in range even if you're not putting a lot of momentum into that part of your body if that if that it's pure bone if that connects even lightly it does a lot of damage yeah, and the is. other thing i can say is having having children rodrigo you can roll with this if a five-year-old in in quotes i'm doing air quotes accidentally <laughs> elbows you it takes some time to recover from that <laughs> accidental elbow because that's also happened to me <laughs> i i taught santi uh, one of my favorite wrestling moves from like WWE, right? And I wasn't ready the day that he decided, like we were just messing around and all of a sudden, like he pushed me down and I thought he was just going to pin me. And now he elbow dropped me on my back. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and then and that, that made like, me stung, right? Like, Ow. I was like, I yeah. can't move. I was like, I can't really move. And he was, uh-huh. like, he was like, what What happened? I was like, I was like, yeah, that, that I, point I, of the elbow, it's just, it's painful. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of damage. It's, it's hard to get in there sometimes because you really, it's very much a close range tool. But, you know, I've, I've landed one that I didn't, I didn't even think I put a lot of power into and just dropped somebody. I'm like, oh, ooh, yikes. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> yep. Um, and I, like I said, I've taken them the other way too, and they're, they're not fun to receive. <laughs> well, it, was, um, it was just hilarious because the ref kind of looks at him like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure he deserved it too. Yes, exactly. He's like, get up, get up. I I think this shot right here. I mean, I don't want to be too hyperbolic, but I feel like this is almost like the new uh, Cantona, like side kicking the the Nazi in the stand. You know, that's that's a beautiful image. Yeah, on this shot too, you even see the goalkeeper. They're they're like center line when that happens. The goalkeeper's standing there looking like whoa okay yep. <laughs> i mean i mean the look in number five's uh defensive midfield the number like, just yeah. like he's got his mouth wide open he's like oh <laughs> that was great i mean like i saw it live i saw it somewhat live and it was just 
one of those things was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Everyone's like, dude, we told you something was going to happen. Yep, yep. Gareth Bale, get him. <laughs> He's going to come for all you racists. <laughs> uh, Gareth Bale, if you're listening to this, please don't do the racism. Do the elbows. <laughs> keep it, keep it, you, keep it consistent. <laughs> did you see the uh, the T-shirt Photoshop everyone was doing after that? the The whole squad uh, came out in end racism shirts, mm. and someone photoshopped in elbow racism on ah, his shirt. He was he was first in line coming out of the tunnel. Nice. Oh, I'm gonna have to track one of those down. It's pretty good. I like that a lot. Okay. This one, I'm going to try not to mess up too much. This came from one of our listeners. I did not catch this match, but the the simple rundown is Spain and Kosovo played, and it was a 3-1 match to Spain. But before the match, there was a lot of drama, a lot of narrative. Um, Kosovo, obviously, there's, there's a lot of history there. Uh, there's still a lot of tension in the region, in the Balkans, around the, the country. But nonetheless... It is an independent nation. We need to put that off there. 2008, they're an independent nation. Spain, for the longest time, or, or the Spanish national team specifically, would not say the name Kosovo and would not recognize it as an independent country to the point where um, they said, you can't play the national anthem in, in this match and you can't wave the flag. And then UEFA stepped in and were basically like, well, that's interesting. If, if you try and pull that bullshit, here's whatever the hundreds of thousands of dollars fine we're going to throw on you. So they caved because they were going to be sanctioned by UEFA. This, this is one of those few moments where UEFA is actually doing a, a solid, right? Um, but then they go to this, this pre-match press conference. And I, I didn't put it in here, but I can send it to you all. Or put, we can put a link to it. And, and a, um, a Kosovar uh, reporter just straight up asked, I, I don't know if it was the coaching staff or, or, or some of the front office people about, you know, say the name. Why, why, why won't you even, like, look me in the face and tell me the team you're playing? And, and there's this, they don't for a long time. There's this weird hesitation. We're like, oh, yeah, we, we have to play this friendly against the team from the Balkans. They're like, no. It's like, it's, it was like Muhammad Ali, say my name. What's my name, fool? What's my name, fool, right? They wouldn't do it. It was, it was, it was kind of a, I don't know, it was kind of incredible that they were, they were sticking to it. So, you know, they were sticking to the bit and just being these, these uh, nationalistic idiots. And, and the thing that I would tie in, well, let's, I'll, I'll go one more. So eventually because of the sanctions and everything else, yes, they recognize that to the very least that they're going to play Kosovo. They let them do the anthem. They let them raise the flag, but then they can't, they can't leave it alone. They still can't leave it alone. So they're going to put in this passive aggressive jab. So you notice the uh, the scorer, right? Like you, know, you normally see the abbreviations of the team's name. They they do K O S lowercase, <laughs> E S P capital, just to again, just 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 to kind of pinch the wrist a little bit, just to just Jeez. still. I know they can't let it go, right? They can't, right. Let, they it can't go. let it go. That's the pettiness level of Spain. That's right. And I think so. Here's my theory, because of what's happening in Catalonia. Vasco, Galicia, everything, but specifically in Catalonia, and we can do a whole separate podcast of Eric's uh, Eric's fun takes on on the Spanish Civil War because boy, there's a lot in there that I love, and I really love studying it. Um, but I think Spain is just paranoid and freaked out that oh, we're going to recognize this new country that broke away from another country while we have this, you know, independence movement still 
going on in our country. We, we just can't do it. That's my, that, that's specifically me uh, speculating is where a lot of this is coming from, but it was just a wild ride to kind of see it all happen in real time before this quote <laughs> friendly unquote. Right. <laughs> so I'll put that out there. If anybody wants to respond, Rodrigo, come on, baby. I'm teeing you up. You know how I feel about Spain. <laughs> it's like, I have more hate for Spain than I do for Chile. So there you go. I mean, Spain is just like, I know there's good people in Spain, but they're, they're not the ones that are in power. So like if the good people in Spain were in power, it'd be a different conversation. But what do you, what do you think about my theory that it's, that it's their paranoia with their own uh, separatist and independence movements? Well, I think so. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, you know, the U S uh, the U.S. argument that they don't, they don't, what is it? They don't uh, negotiate with ter- terrorists. It's like <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing. It's like we won't mention or talk to about with nations who are um, who could influence Making their own liberation. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so it's like we won't, we won't do that. So, and that's what it did. It's like that's why, it, like, it's like I get Spain's pretty. I get Spain's got all this stuff, but I would never set foot in Spain. Like, never, never. And if I do, it's like going to be for like maybe a minute or two if I'm getting enough a train. If I ever, <laughs> if I ever go to, go 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 to travel Europe at one point, I mean, decide this, to go. This is why I would say go to Catalonia. You, you go to Barcelona, and you just tell yourself, "I'm in Catalonia," because you are. <laughs> you don't you don't need to speak Spanish. I I pretended like I just basically took my Portuguese, threw a little French in the blender through a little bit of Spanish and everything else and like vomited <laughs> out this, this terrible, terrible version of Catalan and people loved it. And everybody would just speak Catalan. Great. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, it was just, it was just bananas to watch it all go down like that. In Brasileiro, I think this is pretty funny. Like uh, now there's a new rule that Serie A has agreed to uh, starting in the new season, um, teams will be able to make only one managerial sacking per season. This, this should literally be called. Yes. Thank you, Bridget. That is the right reaction. <laughs> this should literally be called the Goyazi Sports Clubby rule. <laughs> it's unbelievable that they're doing this now. But of course, Goyaz, being Goyaz, we're smart and like, yeah, we saw this coming. We're getting relegated so we can keep firing coaches <laughs> every two months. You can't get us. We out. I'm going to make you a t-shirt and I wanted to say Goyas and then and then just have like a revolving door. <laughs> I'm going to try to see, see if we can, I can have Nuvia help me up with that. But like. Oh, I love it. I love it. I just got to get an idea how to say it or put the words together. Or like maybe <laughs> if you give me the the uh, Portuguese uh, mm. way of, you know, having revolving door, maybe we can fit it in there instead. And yeah, but, but no, oh, I mean, yeah. did you hear about um, who's going to uh, Gremios? Yes, I think I put it in here. Oh, yeah, it's did right you? here. It's the next okay, thing. Yeah. Go ahead. You can take it. No, I mean, I, th- I just thought it was really interesting that, you know, an MLS player would go to, <laughs> would go to Gremios. But... Oh, oh, this is different. You're referring to um, Santos, uh, right? Thiago. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's from, where's he at right now? One of the LA. I think it was right? Portland. No, oh, Portland. Was it Portland? Portland. Yeah, it was Portland, I think, yeah. And I found that extremely interesting. I was like, wait, what? I was like, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 
But he started in Brasileiro, I think, and then came up here, and now yeah. he's going back. Now he's going back. Yep. Which is cool. I mean, I I love to see the the flow and the exchange. It's 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 kind of a newer thing, and it's great. Yeah. I mean, it's really neat. I mean, yeah. I got excited because there was a G, and I thought it, the next word was going to be Goyas, and I was be like, oh wait, no, it's Grêmio. <laughs> I was like, no, it's, um, it's nice to see that that can go both ways, and not yes. just have people come up and then go out. You know. Exactly. Totally agree. Um, we'll, we'll t- I'll tie it to Borre because. We, we kind of called it. We thought that as soon as we said that he was going to go to Gremio, that as soon as we turned it off, Bridget, like <laughs> we'd get the news. It, it actually lasted a few days. Like we made it. Yeah, like it's like a little days. bit. Because yeah. <laughs> it fell apart. We, 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 we called it that it would inevitably fall apart. So he is not going to Gremio. Uh, it sounds like for where we're at, Brighton and Celta de Vigo may be potential places, but who knows? I mean, if, if uh, Dr. McGuire wants to wants to drop, you know, he, he got to sweeten that pot. There, there's got to be like an apartment on Makaska and, you know, a Lamborghini involved. Got to got to get that pot up to like 14, 15 million, something like that. Make it happen. Um, all right. AFCON really quick. And then here comes your geography quiz. So here we have the qualifying wrapped up. So these are the teams that will be in the African Cup of Nations. From A, we have Mali and Guinea. From B, Burkina Faso and Malawi. From C, Ghana and Sudan. From D, Gambia and Gabon. From E, Morocco and Mauritania. From F, Cameroon and Cape Verde. Uh, G, Egypt, Comoros. F, Algeria, Zimbabwe. G, Senegal and Guinea-Bissau. H, Tunisia and Equatorial Guinea. Uh, I, Ivory Coast and Ethiopia. J, Nigeria and Benin. Uh, you'll notice I did not mention Madagascar. They came in. They came in close, but no cigars. So Metanair is coming home, which I'm sure he would have loved to be representing the team. But uh, it'll be good to have him to focus on uh, right. Minnesota yeah. United play. That's kind of like you know what I mean. Like it's 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 going to be an interesting. I want to see how much uh, Ghana, because I have friends who are from that region, and so I, I, I'm always like, but having. Metanier come back and actually you not know, be gone. I think it'll be the first time in a long time that's happened. So that's going to be good. Yeah. Specifically because that June schedule for us, it's not yeah. an easy one. <laughs> nope, not at all. Yeah, it's packed. Are you all ready for your quiz? All right. Comoros. Who can tell me? I was me, actually just going to ask that. <laughs> who can tell me where the Comoros are located? I got nothing. What what are Comoros? I mean, it is a nation. I'll give you a clue. There they are I, islands. It is an island. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. All I know is that they're an island. But yep. where and in the world? How do you spell it? With a C. Wait, wait, you can't look it up. You, this, this is like this is just off the top. Well, of your I head. know, but I just is it C O M O? Yes. Okay, Comoros. Mm-hmm. I guess it's um on the eastern side of south america we're in africa my dear <laughs> so kind of yeah so so, okay. so very very far if, if, if they if they, all the way if, around if they're an island so that means there must be an, an archipelago that's my reasoning oh he's smart there he's working all right out. And okay, so probably not too far from Mauritania. 
I'll give you. I'll give you one more. Clue. Wait, wait, wait. Is it clue. near Mozambique? Yes. I was. I was gonna give you one more clue, but now I'm not because you're you're getting hot. Okay, uh, it's by Mozambique. <laughs> that that's it. It's by Mozambique. Well, fine. Well, what is what is what is the I I'm I'm to, I might create. Is, what's the is this, I know there's an archipelago on, on, on that side. So like what's what, what is on what is on the opposite side? So we know Mozambique would be on the uh, east western, side, right? Oh, is it western? western? Oh, okay, well then. What's maybe. on the east? Okay, you lost me there. I can't go on <laughs> that. Metaner, Metaner. Oh, Madagascar. Madagascar is to the yes, east. it's in between uh, Mozambique and Madagascar. Okay. And there's there's two large islands that I think are populated, and then a couple others that I'm not even sure are inhabited. But it's very very small. Um, I can't remember what the population is. I think it might be like four hundred thousand or something like that. It's the I believe the least populous. They call it a country. It is a country in in eight hundred fifty thousand. Oh, okay, that's more than I thought. Twenty nineteen. So ridiculously so wait, so, dense then too. So does that mean that they're at one point were a colony or maybe are sort of a colony of France? It happened eventually, but the history is actually really interesting. And this is, I, I knew where it was, but I didn't know all the history. They were actually first settled by, um, by Polynesians. Went all the way over there, which I think is, is also the case for Madagascar, if I'm not mistaken, before, before folks so, from, yeah. the, from the African continent made it over. So there's this really interesting mix, uh, ethnic mix of Polynesian, African, Islam comes in really, really early. Um, and then eventually the, uh, the French, I think, in the 19th century. Yeah, so it says their official languages are Arabic, French, and Comorian, which I would assume is like a Polynesian sure. dialect of some sort. It makes me want to go. I would love to go. It looks nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. That wraps up our uh, geography quiz. Rodrigo, well done. You came the closest. I'll give it to you. I think, yeah, I think you, I, I think you actually win. I think so. Not what, what do I win? <laughs> what is it? You get five points. You get five points. There's another uh, t-shirt idea. I'm just going to be, you get five points. Like, I got five, five points. points. That's what I get. Welcome to the Minnesota football show where the points don't matter and we make it up. I could probably throw some other ones at you from this list as well. Just, I'm just curious of your, your African geography, where you, where you all are at. No, that's I think that's how I pitch it. To be fair, I'm pretty bad at geography just generally. I think as Patriot content, I'm not willing to record it. You know, what was... What was really interesting, uh, so following Kai Kamara on Instagram, he was playing for Sierra Leone. Mm -hmm. They had to play a match in Ghana. Um, Sierra Leone is now out. Um, But he posted video of them getting to Ghana, and it started with a boat ride, and then a charter plane, and then another charter plane, and then another plane, and then a bus. Wow. And it was like a 14 hour deal. <laughs> and it was, he was posting through the whole thing. And at the beginning, they're all like singing and dancing in the airport. And by the end, they're just like trudging to the hotel, like, okay, this is beautiful, but what We're are we exhausted. doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that you mentioned the singing and the dancing. Like that has, that is always 
the best part of, of watching mm-hmm. these qualifiers and watching these matches is just everybody's got to dance. Everybody's got a groove. Everybody's got like yeah. the best and, and like freshest goal celebrations. There's so much fun to watch. And even like when, so he also had video of everyone welcoming them home and there was dancing. They, they all went to the stadium, a group of people followed them in and they yep. hung out and partied all night um, just to celebrate, you know, that they were, that they had played and made it back. And it was really cool to watch. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's jump to some Women's World Cup 2023. Esteemed co-hosts, let's start packing bags. We got to make this happen. Uh, <laughs> dear listeners, patrons, please, please sign up at that million dollar level that we keep promoting and, and send the four of us to Australia and New Zealand. That's that's the pitch right there. Uh, we got some host cities, five in Australia, four in New Zealand. So Adelaide at the Hind Marsh Stadium. Auckland's got Eden Park. Brisbane at Brisbane Stadium, Dunedin. I might be butchering some of these, so I apologize in pronunciation. Dunedin Stadium, Hamilton at Waikato Stadium, Melbourne, Melbourne Rectangular Stadium, Perth, Perth Rectangular Stadium, Sydney, of course, the Sydney, Australia, uh, Sydney Football Stadium, and Wellington, Wellington Stadium. Bora, bora. I'm ready to go. I'm assuming your silence is is agreement. I want to be in New Zealand just for the... Just for the COVID reasons, <laughs> like yes. how they've handled it. <laughs> be like, be like, oh, I just, I just be like, you know what? I might just stay here, you know, and 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 figure out what what's what's what what the secret is. Are they even allowing Americans? I doubt I it. Don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I doubt well, it. I mean, we have a friend who uh, has a daughter that lived there. We do. Right? I, I have I have two sets of friends that I have people's there now that I can <laughs> that I can beg to uh I don't know. Please what do you call it? In. Yeah, yeah. Stow me away. Smuggle you into the country. <laughs> That's right. Smuggle. I mean, the, smuggle. The COVID protocols are extreme, not extreme, but they're like so thorough. So like, if like I know, yeah. like they're letting in like traveling artists, and so like they literally have to quarantine for fourteen days and then take tests on a every couple of days kind of thing. To, hey, I, I will they get float to over on top of my cello, playing my cello. Be like, <laughs> I mean, it it, it works. Refugee artist here. Did yeah, you but, see the did you see the interview? I don't remember who had it. It might have just been on the club's page, but Boxy was saying, I really wish the season didn't start until like June or July because the weather at home is perfect right now. He, mm. he and Billingsley did not want to leave New Zealand and come here. I mean, honestly, it's gotta be hard <laughs> for those two because there's they're so safe and comfortable there. I mean, why the hell yeah. would you want to come to the United and States? You, and you can't just like fly, you know, if you have a week off, you can't just fly there and then come back now. Yep. Um, the whole family had to come at the same time and they're not gonna be able to do any back and forth. So normally he could get back there for a weekend or two and enjoy the weather and see his family and uh that's not gonna happen this year. So yeah. he's locked into Minnesota and Florida weather now. But that's why he's so playing. That's why he's playing so angrily every time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we know the reason. <laughs> Can't go fire. back. But though fire. his Instagram account is fun to follow when he posts things with his kids yes. doing all the. His kids are hilarious. I yeah. That. But I think um, also there was a Minnesota United tweeted out like where he was getting a ball crossed and he like kicked it in with his back heel. And I don't know who the yes. goalkeeper was that, but he magged the keeper. And I was like, I hope this is what he does um, in the next coming uh, season. Scores a goal like that. 
Ray had a pretty solid one too. I think they were just working on like crazy finishes off of volleys and some of them just started playing around with it. So Reynoso had a good one too. Um, but yeah, Boxies was the highlight. Let's talk some uh, Champions League really quick. We can wrap things up here. We got uh, quarterfinals starting this week. Uh, I'll ask you for your picks here in a second, but let me give you your options. So we've got uh, – well, sorry, the, the first one's like the most interesting. So we got Bayern and PSG. And I think normally we'd say Bayern would probably run away with this. However, Lewandowski is now injured and out. So that might be a huge X factor in this match. Um, Man City and uh, Dortmund, uh, Real Madrid, Liverpool – and Porto and Chelsea, what do you all think with these eight? I'm going to agree with you on PSG. Lewandowski going out kind of just sucked all the momentum out of that squad. Um, the other ones, it's, it's harder for me to say. Let me ask about your Liverpool. How, how do you see them faring against Real Madrid? Maybe nice. back and forth. They better beat them. <laughs> she, she's going to grab something to drink. No, no one will respond. <laughs> Liverpool's, got, <laughs> Liverpool's got one damn job, and that's just to beat Real Madrid. That's it. That's all I care about. Like If they, if they yep. win, win it all, the Premier League, I don't, I don't care. Just beat Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that. that's how we feel, too. But, I feel uh, like Man City... Man City is going to make things pretty tough on Dortmund unless Holland again does the, does the like super sound explosion <laughs> and just starts like, you know, hat tricking every time. I mean, but... you got G- Gio is always there too. So that's, that's the other yeah. thing too. I think, I think, solid. I think PSG will take the first leg. This is a two leg, right? Still, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So PSG has a good chance of taking the, the, the first leg. And uh, I think Bayern could, uh, could come back in the second. The reason I want Bayern to move on, not only because I'm a Bayern fan, but uh, I think the Dortmund Bayern with the whole drama of like where's Holland going and how like Bayern is putting in money to it, it would be really, really good TV to watch. Yeah, it would be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I guess the one big one I'll drop is I believe Porto is going to beat Chelsea, knock Chelsea out. I can see that. I think it'll be really scrappy and. Unfortunately, it might be low scoring, um, but I just feel like there's 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 something there. Porto is always one of those teams that I think, well, the Portuguese league in general, but whether it's Porto or, or uh, Lisboa or whoever, like they, they just get ignored and they kind of sneak in and, and just start getting it done. And I think, you know, this this is a solid, solid team that has a lot of offense that I'm not sure the Chelsea defense can handle. So we'll see. But they have Pulisic. They do. And that is a good segue, sir. Uh, today, <laughs> Chelsea uh, showed up with Christian Pulisic and Pulisic actually scores. But uh, West Brom have this player named uh, Pereira. I didn't get his first name. Whatever his first name is. I mean, Brasileiro Pereira, he, I think he leaves Brazil early and I think spends most of his time in Portugal. Um, but he has the game of his life. Uh, he gets a brace and two assists, two goals, two assists. Uh, your final score, West Brom 5, Chelsea 2. Yikes. <laughs> what a beatdown. <laughs> hey, Chelsea's doing Chelsea things. I'm, I'm, nothing really changed. So. We should mention there's a, there was a red card involved in there as well. I know somebody got, got a red in, in Chelsea. 
But uh, hats off to Pereira just taking the wheel and being like, give me the rock. I got this. <laughs> got it. <laughs> got this. So big win for West Brom. And this was a West Brom team. I'm sure that they're very much in relegation. And Chelsea's still, at, at least now or as of today, were I think in Champions League contention. So, I mean, bottom handedly knocking out the top. Fun to see. Okay, one question here from a listener. Uh, thank you, Larkin, and I'll, I'll pose this to you all and we can wrap it up. Um, they say here, what upcoming CONCACAF match stands out? For me, it's Canada-Suriname in June. The Surinamese have a roster full of Eredivisie players, uh, others in Israel, Slovakia, Cyprus, captained by Galatasaray's Ryan Donk. I think they beat Bermuda, then give Canada a competitive game for top spot. Put it out there. I mean, um, Puerto Rico and Cuba tied 1-1, and I really thought that might might be a blowout either way. And so, like, um, I'm intrigued. I mean, at any of these CONCACAF games, like, do we have to find uh, face, uh, Facebook rabbit ears to watch them? Or, like, because that, that'd be – Canada yeah, has a good team. Uh, but right now, I don't think they've had that much time to practice. Like, the U23 was decent, but – the highlight of that team is, uh, you know, Tejan Buchanan, and we've seen him do crazy things at uh, at New England, and so he's been fun to watch. But I, I think right now it's open game to be honest with. I mean, like anything can really happen, and I, and I, and I, and I think that's that's something. I, but if I want to watch these, hopefully I can. So good luck. <laughs> I think what's interesting, what he's kind of referring to here, though, is how it's it's. It's happening with the U.S. too, where we're getting all these um, these out of uh, out of country players that are deciding to move. Glad you all enjoyed that. That are deciding to move and and, and play for the U.S. and and the same is starting to happen to other Concacaf teams, like like he's referring here with Suriname, where they may not even live in Suriname anymore. They're all based in Holland. They all play in Holland, but maybe they get cut or or their their bench players for the Dutch national team, but Hey, I've got my first, second, third, whatever it is, nationality with Suriname and I'll start there and I'll play there. I mean, for a long time, that's what a lot of South American clubs were doing, right? <laughs> naturalizing people who could, who could be naturalized to be able to get them on a roster. So it's not, it's not a new thing, but you know, I mean, it, it makes things really interesting. So that should be really interesting to watch and see and follow. Well, on that note, you, you already hear my uh, my child yelling at me, so that seems like a good place to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 70 degrees. Of course, I'm going to let him wear shorts. Yes, wear shorts. Enjoy. <laughs> Who um, wears short shorts? Yeah. What do we got? Uh, beer being processed. Uh, Patreon.com backslash MN football show for all the things. And that's all I got, Rodrigo, Bridget, Sheila. Thank you. We got. Let's yeah. go outside. It's so nice. Can we go outside let's now, go. Dan? Yes. Yes. Me too. Dad, let me go. Come let's on, go. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Ciao. Yeah. Bye bye. Yeah.